Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by Andy Wells, Realtor. Call Andy at 225-772-6000 for all your real estate needs. Trey Blossom and I have some strong takes on LSU's win over Florida. Shoegate, if you will. Lots of layers there, lots of stories. We'll get into a bunch of it. Plus, look at the matchup with Ole Miss this week. We'll also talk about Gus Malzahn being fired by the Auburn Tigers. We got some New Orleans Saints stuff for you. Trey has some info on the NBA's New Orleans Pelicans. All of that and much more coming up with Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. Now, don't forget Andy Wells in Louisiana, Greater Baton Rouge area. If you want to buy a house, you're looking to sell your house, you have a question, you want some advice, you need some tips, I highly recommend Andy Wells. He's with Keller Williams First Choice, which is a solid backing of a solid company. Andy can help you out. Uh, He will be knowledgeable and professional. He's a real estate agent committed to negotiating on your behalf. Again, he's got the backing of a trusted company, Keller Williams First Choice. Call Andy Wells. I recommend him personally and professionally. Andy's phone number, it's an easy one to remember. Area code 225-772-6000. That's easy enough. 225-772-6000. Andy Wells for all of your real estate needs in the greater Baton Rouge area or Louisiana. All right, we're going to uh, take a quick break and listen to a message from our host, Anchor. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook always has my Sports Shorts Daily video that I shoot on Monday and Thursday with Ronnie Rants. You can check it out at your convenience. But connect with me on social media. Please share this podcast with all your friends. We're going to take a break. As I mentioned, we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. Some hard-hitting takes on LSU, Saints, and you name it. All here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for an episode of Sports Takes, as I mentioned. Got a lot happening. I don't know if we can get to it all. We're going to get to a bunch of it. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Tommy. Interesting weekend. Wow, what a weekend. I mean, you just so many stories and storylines and layers of things. Let, let's start with LSU. Not many people saw this coming. I did not. Anthony Gallo picked LSU plus the points on the Kunas and the Redneck podcast with LSU 23.5-point underdogs with a true freshman making its first start, 54 scholarship players in tow. They go into Gainesville, into the swamp. Now, granted, it's the, we know the attendance thing is different, but it's still a road game. LSU shocks the country, shocks the SEC, 37-34 over the Florida Gators. Your thoughts, Trey Blossom? A great, great, great win for the Tigers, Tommy. Uh, I, I say great three times. I could say great ten times. This program needed that win 
so badly. We got early signing day on Wednesday. There's been some speculation. We have some kids that are wavering. This win was very good for that, I think. I think it was just good for the mindset of the kids on this team. There's been rampant speculation that this coaching staff has lost this team. I'll tell you what, those 54 guys that are on scholarship that showed up to play Saturday night, the coaches haven't lost them. They they were in it to win it. I I was really, really happy that we did get the victory and didn't come up short. Uh, I've never, ever heard a football referee embellish a call like the guy did after the throwing of the shoe. He could have just said personal foul, 15 yards, number three. But I I really can't even think of a time I ever heard anybody say anything explaining that the penalty was for throwing a shoe 20 yards. (laughs) Well, nobody's ever thrown a shoe. But the old (laughs) NFL referee, Ben Dreit, did it one time personal file, giving him the business at the bottom of the pile, uh, <laughs> used that line. And of course that resurfaced, but you know, what a, what a selfish mistake by this football player, total disrespect for his teammates. You can't lose your composure. You can't get caught up in the emotion. And then I lost all respect for Dan Mullen as he tried to say he couldn't see it because of the fog. And, and he, you know, when he looked at the tape, it was a football move and that's not what cost him the game. Uh, I, I lost well, look, it's, 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 with that. It's, it's not necessarily what cost them the game. They still had a chance to kick a field goal and send it into overtime, but it certainly played well into LSU's hands because we would have well, had it, to punt. We would have had to punt. We, we wouldn't have kicked a field goal there. We would have punted. Uh, yeah, and it, it would have been game would have gone into overtime if Florida didn't win it in regulation. But I, I didn't see Mullen in the post game, but my oldest son told me he was horrible. Just absolutely. Uh, he, he totally embarrassed himself and his program. Now, I don't think they'll ever recover from that. I really don't. And Alabama will stomp them this weekend uh, over in uh, Atlanta. Uh, apparent, back, back to Al- Apparently, he called Butte Jamar Chase in the postgame. I wasn't aware of that. But again, I, Mullen, I used to have a pretty good respect for him. I got zero respect now. He didn't even take the kid out the game. I mean, you know, that's just inexcusable. Now, back to LSU. They took 54 scholarship players. All 37 points were scored by either a freshman or a sophomore. The 57-yard field goal by by uh, York at the end was the longest field goal in LSU football history in the fall. Couldn't even hardly see the upper. I, I was going to mention that, Tommy. It was so surreal to watch that kick through the fog with the lights behind the goalpost. And you really, I was really just looking at the refs. I knew he hit it straight and it looked like he hit it long enough, but I'm not sure. I saw the ball go through the uprights or over the crossbar looking for the officials to throw up the hands. And it was one of the great moments in LSU history. No doubt. Well, it, 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 it's not like it just barely made it over the crossbar. It, it had a, a little room to spare. Not a lot, but it would have been good. It would have been good from 60 two. for sure. Yeah, 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 I think so. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's it's probably the biggest win in LSU program history in a game they weren't supposed to win. When you factor in the week they had with, with Gilbert quitting on the team, self-imposed bowl ban, you know, there's just so much noise flying around. 
Coach Orgeron said in his Monday presser that there was some team meetings, a group meeting in the hotel in Gainesville Friday night, and some people got up and talked, said some things, and, and took, you know, got everybody to believe that you know they didn't run out there the next night and have a chance. So the most inopportune win in program history, I think it's safe to say that. And you know, you got to dig back to find you know twenty three and a half point underdog to the number six team in the land, blah blah blah. And let's add this. LSU's now eight and three against Florida in the last eleven games. So all them people that say, "Ah, we don't want Florida as the permanent opponent from the East," Tigers are owning the Gators right now. It was a big, big win with, like you said, Trey, early signing day Wednesday. They're one or a two point favorite against Ole Miss, two thirty this Saturday in Tiger Stadium. If it happens, Coach O has a lot of respect for Lane Kiffin. I like Lane Kiffin a lot. Probably be a shootout game. Max Johnson slightly injured. Uh, won't go full speed at practice on Monday this week, but they expect him to be ready for the re- for the weekend. Uh, of course, we'll learn more about that. Coach O meets with the media again on Thursday evening. Uh, Friday, Wednesday morning is the SEC teleconference. He may or may not say something there, but certainly by Thursday evening, he'll say something. So it was a very, very, very great win for the LSU team that needed a win for all the things we mentioned and probably 25 other things we could mention. Well, Tommy, you mentioned that we showed up to play with 54 scholarship players. Well, we finished with about 48 of them because we lost a bunch of people during the game. We didn't bring a, we didn't bring a starting linebacker. Our top four pass catchers, if you include Chase opting out or out, we were down to fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth string cornerbacks in the game at one point. It was very impressive. Uh, I, I just think from a mental standpoint, this was as big as it could be. And I think it's as big a win for an LSU football team that wasn't going anywhere that we've ever had. Uh, yeah, last year we had some big wins. We won a championship. But this team isn't going anywhere. We've even decided we don't want to play in a bowl game, even though we would have had we chosen to do so. But uh, for many reasons, just one of the biggest wins, as I said, for a team that wasn't going anywhere that LSU has ever had. I think in 1992, LSU beat Bama as about a 25-point underdog. I'm not sure exactly about that, but somehow in my memory banks, that's stirring as the last time this big an LSU underdog won a big game. Yeah, so we'll see. We you know see how they can perform against Ole Miss this week if that game gets played. Probably in the category of shocking news, perhaps unexpected. It was announced yesterday that Auburn fired Coach Gus Malzahn after eight seasons on the Plains. He walks away with twenty-one million dollars, half of which they got to give him in thirty days. Uh, he issued a statement today thanking for the opportunity, and he had daughters graduate from Auburn and blah, blah, blah. He went out on the high road. I'll give him credit for that. If he wants to coach again, he will. Maybe as an offensive coordinator, maybe he'll jump on a TV set somewhere. I mean, you're giving me you know, $10 million within 30 days. Maybe you sit on a beach and think about it for a little while. He's young enough where if he wants to coach again down the road, he perhaps can, or he may get another head job now. Who knows? But uh, I think a little bit surprising. I was surprised, not totally shocked, but surprised. And now the rumor is that Hugh Freeze, currently at Liberty University, Ole Miss guy where he had some success before breaking a bunch of rules. He is uh, one of the candidates to perhaps replace Miles on the other surprising thing to me it was done 
two and a half days before the early signing day, which starts Wednesday, the early signing period. And now you got Kevin Steele as an interim coach. How does it affect recruiting? You got to think it would affect who wants to sign there when you don't know who, who the coach, coach might be unless they, right. unless they come out tomorrow with some announcement of who it is, you know. And then that guy could get on the phone with them 20, 25 kids and, and go from there. But uh, your thoughts on Auburn uh, getting rid of Gus Malzahn? Well, Tommy, I think that there have been some people within the Auburn booster and fan base that have wanted to do this for quite some time. There was speculation last year that Malzahn might leave on his own to try and get the Arkansas job. Well, Pittman comes into Arkansas and does a pretty good job. It looks like he's safe for a couple of years, so Malzahn's not going to go to the Hogs. My, my take on this, Tommy, is that unrealistic fan bases cost lots of good coaches their jobs. I don't know that Auburn's going to be a better football team next year with a different coach. I don't think they went six and four because of any shortcomings in Gus Malzahn as a coach. Uh, This is a very strange year. Uh, I tend to discount most everything that's happened, not just in sports, but, but in life, Uh, it, it, you know, we got an election that many people think was not honest. I'm one of them. Uh, we're 20-something days out from the inauguration of the next president. We, we don't know if it's going to be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We don't know if we should be wearing masks or not, even though we're being told we need to wear them. There's a lot of information that says we shouldn't be wearing them. Look, it's a throwaway year. I mentioned way back, in the summer that I was happy that LSU had won what might be the last meaningful national football championship for some time. They're going to crown a champion this year. It's most likely going to be Alabama or Clemson, but I still think that it's almost like that title comes with an asterisk this year. Uh, Some teams have played four or five games. Some plays have played 10 it's just a bizarre year, and Auburn firing malls on is just consistent with the kind of year that we've had. I, I don't think they should have fired him, Tommy. Well, here's one thing I'll make, and then we'll move on. One more point about miles on. i got to give him $21-plus million to walk out the door. You know, LSU has money, but they don't have money like Auburn and Alabama and Florida and Texas A&M. Auburn obviously was able to reach out to a group of guys and, and pull this $21 million together in a COVID year when the budget has been been whacked uh, significantly, as all budgets have. You know, just another example of, you know, some of these schools have a whole lot more money than LSU. Some LSU fans don't have that, but the truth. Before we move to the Saints, we remind you in the greater Baton Rouge area or anywhere in Louisiana, if you're buying a house or selling a house, I highly recommend Andy Wells, Keller, Keller Williams' first choice. Andy Wells, whether you're buying, selling, you need advice, you want a question answered, you need some tips, call my good buddy Andy Wells at 225-772-6000. That's an easy number to remember, 225-772-6000. Andy Wells, realtor, check him out. All right, Trey, the New Orleans Saints go on the road to Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, his first start as a a professional. Taysom Hills now got a handful of starts. Hurts doesn't turn the ball over. Once again, Hills careless with the football. Saints defense, maybe not as good as they've been for the last couple of weeks. 
Eagles spring the upset because they were at home seven-point underdogs. They spring the upset. Not only did they stop the Saints' win streak, but they pushed the Saints into the number two seed, and it's virtually impossible for the Saints to get back to being the number one seed. Uh, they'd have to win all three. Packers would have to lose two or the three. That's probably not going to happen. So tough loss for the Saints. Obviously, they'll still be in the playoffs. They'll probably still win the NFC South for the fourth year in a row. But they just didn't did it, get it done against a bad Eagles football team. Well, the Eagles have had so many injuries and such a strange year. And this strange year, their year has been stranger than most. Uh, I think the Saints went in very overconfident. I think the Saints went in thinking this is going to be an easy victory. And you and I both know, other than the rare occasion, like when the Saints played Denver a few weeks ago, there is no such thing as an easy victory in the NFL. You know, coaches in college always like to talk about the guys on the other team. Well, they're on scholarship too. Well, in the NFL, the guys on the other sideline, they're getting paid too, okay? The Eagles showed up to play. They had a good game plan. I think the Saints were grossly outcoached yesterday. I think the Eagles had a mental edge. They went in hungrier. They went in fighting and scratching, and the Saints went in going through the motions. You know, I I hear people tear down Taysom Hill all the time. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Patrick Mahomes. And he did throw an interception yesterday, but he was 28 of 38 for 291 yards and two touchdowns. And he ran the ball five times for 33 yards. Saints didn't lose yesterday because of Taysom Hill. They lost because the defense gave up 100 yards to not one rusher for the first time in 56 games, but two rushers got over 100 yards. Hertz and Miles Sanders, both over 100. It had been 56 games since a single running back or quarterback got 100 yards rushing. And again, two of them did it yesterday. Saints lost the game because of the defense. Well, I said this on the Sports Shorts Daily video that I shot with Ronnie Rance this morning, which people can check out. It's on my Facebook page or go to look up Sports Shorts on Facebook. The Saints-Eagles game yesterday showed what is truly the thin line between a good team and a bad team in the NFL. You kind of referenced it. There's 53 NFL football players on the Eagles roster who are getting paid, you know. And, yeah, they were three and whatever they were. They've been struggling and the Saints have been on a roll, but it's proof that 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 there's not that big a gap in the NFL. It's bigger in college from the best to the worst, but in the NFL, the old any given Sunday thing, and that's what happened. The Eagles got it done for a lot of reasons that you mentioned, and uh, you know that, that's the way it goes. Saints got to regroup because the Chiefs are coming into the Superdome Sunday afternoon as a four-point favorite, the, the reigning Super Bowl champs. And Mahomes threw for 393 yesterday. It's going to be really hard to beat those guys. You know, I haven't seen what I would call a fully engaged Chiefs team yet this year, a team that played 60 minutes, uh, you know, with fire in their eyes. If they ever come out and play for 60 minutes like that, like their hair's on fire, <laughs> nobody going to come close to them. Well, uh, it'll be the Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, 3.30 kickoff 
in the Superdome. Uh, Saints hosting the uh, reigning uh, Super Bowl champs. Kansas City Chiefs should be a good one. We'll, we'll uh, talk about that again later in the week. Trey, as we move towards the end of this, I know you had some comments about the New Orleans Pelicans of the NBA. Well, you know, they play their first preseason game tonight. There's only four preseason games. Season will start very soon. Uh, I'm anxious to see how this team does. So much young talent, so much promise. I read something today that speculated about James Harden. You know, he's, of course, with the Houston Rockets. He's unhappy. He wants to be traded. He wants to go to Brooklyn. I think he said he would go to Philadelphia also. But this article speculated four other teams that may well trade for Harden or attempt to trade for Harden. And I was very shocked to see the Pelicans on that list of four. And they speculated that it would take some combination of Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, and a couple of first-round picks to get Harden. And I just want to beg Pelicans management, please do not do that. Please do not make that move. Keep those young players. Keep those draft picks. Be patient with the rebuild. Don't sell your soul trying to win a title this year and have a guy like Harden move on as a free agent at the end of the year. I I think that would be extremely detrimental to the promising future of the franchise. All right. We shall see. Well, Trey, we want to encourage everybody to share this podcast uh, with their friends. Uh, later this week, we have an LSU football update. Uh, we'll have your NCAA and NFL picks on Thursday. Anthony Gallo and I, who have been on fire, will have our picks for you on Friday. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. Please check it out. Available on all your major platforms. Share it with your friends. Listen to it. We certainly appreciate that very, very much. And, you know, it's the holiday season. Be careful. Be safe out there. I know I'm attending a Christmas party function tonight. So uh, we encourage everybody to be careful, be safe, and be smart. And, Trey, as I wrap this up, when we get done, I'm going to go online and buy me some Cleveland Indians (laughs) T-shirts. That's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Trey, we'll talk to you again later this week. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 